Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this podcast is, Yes, You Can Master Your Life. And the person I'll be interviewing is known as the Black Belt Leader. His mantra is, quote, I believe every person has been put on this earth on purpose, for a purpose, and equipped to fulfill that purpose. I help people discover, develop, and deploy their own unique, quote, black belt leader, end quote, within and overcome the limiting beliefs that are holding them back, end quote. And the person who says that and professes that is Mr. John L. Perry III. And he is a two-time martial arts Hall of Fame inductee, international speaker and trainer, best-selling author, and is considered an expert in leadership, communication, sales, and team building. He is the founder and CEO of Black Belt Leadership, a coaching and consulting company focused on training values-based, people-centric leaders who in turn build highly motivated, results-oriented, high-performance, non-leader-dependent teams. John is a DISC certified, that's D-I-C certified, human behavior consultant, a real-life management master coach and trainer, and a CTAA accredited emotional intelligence coach. He has been a sales coach and a trainer to the financial service services community for more than 20 years. That, I'll tell you, John, I'm all about everything you're about, man. <laughs> that is so awesome. But I'm not done. I'm not done. And I want the people to know who, they're, who, they're, who I'm interview, interviewing. So I'll resume. John's latest book, Black Belt Leadership 101, debuted as a number one new release on Amazon.com in March 2020 and remained on the Amazon bestsellers list for nearly three months. Considered one of the definitive guides on developing leaders, John highlights, uh, John highlights the leadership principles he has mastered as he, uh, as he obtained black belts in multiple martial arts styles and applies them to helping leaders discover, develop, and deploy the black belt leader within while learning to live life in the endless pursuit of black belt excellence. He is the founder and president of Black Belt Leadership, the president and CEO of the United States Martial Arts Hall of Fame. This is some resume, man. <laughs> this is awesome. The executive director of the John Maxwell team, a leadership development company. He is also a human behavior consultant for DIC personality profiles. Later, we'll talk about his four websites and their different values. With that all out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, I give you Mr. John Terry. Man, I am so glad to be here. Thank you, Tony, for the invitation. Looking forward to uh, sharing with your audience today. I was just saying to John before we started recording, he's like, I was reviewing what he's about. What he's about, I'm about, except he's 
he's got he's got the resume of experience and, and accomplishments behind him. Well, I'm striving for it. So, man, this, I mean, martial arts, personal development, writer, you know, be really being prolific in those fields, personality profiles. We'll get into all that. I'm all about all those things, <laughs> you know, and we'll get into them, as I said. But uh, let's get started. Uh, let me ask you the first question, John. John, thank you very much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Glad uh, to be here. Thank you. Your first, the first question I have is: You're a two times martial arts Hall of Fame inductee. How did that happen? You just <laughs> practice a, a few weekends. That's a long story, Tony. When I when I was 13, my parents relocated from a big city to a small town. I became the target of every bully in school, and as a result of that, my dad said, "I'll fix that." I thought he was going to talk to the principal. He throws me in a martial arts class. Now, back in the early 70s, kids didn't take martial arts. It was an adult world. So I was a 13-year-old, 90-pound kid in a room with grown adults and had no idea what I was doing. What state but was I, that? That was in Arkansas. Uh-huh. And what I thought was my saving grace, Tony, was there was this beautiful 23-year-old in the back of the room, looked like she came out of a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. And he, my instructor says, this is going to be your training partner. <sighs> I smiled and found out later that she had just come out of a very bad marriage with an abusive husband that physically beat her, and she got in the martial arts to learn to defend herself. So, so think about this, Tony. My dad's paying good money for me to get beat up by a girl three nights a week in martial arts classes so I can learn how to defend myself from bullies. But the irony is when I learned to fight like a girl, the bullying at school stopped. Wow. And that started my passion for the martial arts. And now I'm 48 years into the martial arts, have become a prolific student of studying everything related to the martial arts. And it's just really become a philosophy by which I've learned to live life, thus the Black Belt Leader. Wow, that's fantastic, man. I, I really admire, I mean, I, I've already said it. I admire what you, what you do and what you've done. And by the way, for those listening, and that's, the vast majority of the audience check us out on youtube you'll see that john terry and i actually look alike too the beard you know he's, he's a little bit more white than i am uh in, in terms of his hair right but we got the beard the glasses we actually look similar so maybe uh i'm not saying i'm gonna be your protege but i love what you're about sir <laughs> brother from another mother right fantastic yeah. man and you know <laughs> i practice jkd even though i'm off right now but i tell you the, when i practice it it it, it manifests in all the parts of my life. The discipline that comes from, from the di discipline that, that branches out from the discipline when I practice martial arts is unmistakable. I do more, I'm more productive, I'm more centered. So, uh, man, I could, I guess, and it's, it's no surprise to me that you've done all this other stuff, you know, as, as you've made martial arts, you know, seems to be the, the central part of your life. And uh, it's, it's no surprise. Yeah, you know, interestingly enough there, Tony, when you talk about JKD, one of Bruce's original students, Grandmaster Richard Bastillo, was my JKD instructor. Wow. And that's who I got my certification from in that art. So oh, wow. it's neat to be able to go back and say you've got a second generation connection to uh, the founder of JKD. That's yeah. fantastic. By the way, those listening or watching, JKD stands for Jeet Kune Do, which is the discipline that Bruce Lee began in the 60s. Uh, and uh, he studied from one of, one of the direct lineage people that's that's that you always want that you know absolutely you know, yeah you know, because there's a, that's a lot that's very important it is yeah so your best-selling book black belt leadership 101 opens with the importance of belief 
why is this the starting point of learning to live life to its full potential? You know, Tony, if you don't believe there's a black belt leader within you, you're never going to seek to develop it. And one of the things that I see with most people in life is they live life by default. They simply accept what life gives them as the status quo, and they live life never achieving their full potential. But, you know, whatever it is that you're called to do, whatever your superpower, your gifting is, if you don't develop it, it lays dormant. You know, a statement I heard years ago says the most wealthiest place in the world is the cemetery. It's where all the dreams that were never lived out. It's where all the inventions that were never created, all the songs never written and sung, all the movies never, you know, never put on the big screen. They all reside there. But how many of us fail to believe in ourselves enough that I am called to be an incredible engineer, an incredible dancer, an incredible long haul truck driver, an incredible, you pick the topic, whatever it is that you've been called to do, if you don't believe that's your calling, you're never going to take the next step to begin to develop the skill set to become a black belt master at that craft. So belief has to be at the forefront because if you don't believe it, you're never going to achieve it. Absolutely. You know, as a personal development coach as well, belief is everything. It's it's not most things. It's everything. <laughs> you yeah. are totally limited by your beliefs. That's right. Uh, and, and if you can get beyond that limitation, you can. You are unlimited. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to say this in the most non-religious way possible. Jesus Christ said in the Bible, and I say it again, I'm going to emphasize it, non-religious way possible. Jesus Christ said that if you don't bring, if a man or woman doesn't bring forth what is within him, it will destroy him. <laughs> so you must, whatever you, whatever that thing is in you, and nobody knows that but you, or like you do, you're going to have to bring it out. Or to do like, like John said, end up in the, in the cemetery with it. Because right, it's, yeah. it's in you for a reason. And, you know, yeah. as a coach, I would tell people all the time, oh, Tony, I'm unmotivated. I can't, can't focus. I go, well, the thing you're missing is your purpose. So what's your purpose? That's the thing. Don't, you don't just need goals. You know, goals are great, but purpose is the thing that motivates people, the thing that gets them moving, the thing that they live for. I have purpose. That changed my life. I see the purpose is the game changer. Yeah, that's what gets you out of bed in the mornings, you know, and building upon what you just shared, Tony, if you go back to the the Old Testament writings uh, of Judaism, and we go back to the books of praise, King Solomon himself and James Allen in his classic book re, re, revisited that very same statement, as you think, you become. And that's why belief is so important, because what you think sets the stage for what becomes the reality in your life. And if you think you're never going to be successful, you're never going to have money, you're never going to be able to start a business, you're never going to be able to attract the girl of your dreams or the guy of your dreams, you're never going to be able to do X or Y or Z until you believe it and you start thinking that you're never going to take the action steps to make it a reality in your life. Absolutely. The book you refer to is, is As a Man Think It by James Allen, which is one of the books that really transitioned us into the modern era of personal development written about 100 years ago. And, you know, and you know who also echoed that really well for his contemporary age? Um, Earl Nightingale. Do you know who Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, that that entire group. Yeah, if you've not read Think and Grow Rich and you've not read As That's a Man Thinketh, right. uh, those are timeless classics that will literally change your life. Earl Nightingale uh, echoed what Allen and Hill had written about and, you know, in the 50s or 60s. And he, he said that it's the greatest secret. It's the greatest secret is that you what you think about is what you become. 
That's so, right. You know, people are like, oh, I want to be this, want to be that. But you've got to think about that all the time and then you will become it. <laughs> and, you know, so I really want to guide your thoughts because yeah. you're going to become it, whatever it is, bad or good, crap or, or, or you know, as my, my NLP mentor, Rex Sykes, used to say, you, you get either diamonds or door crap. Your choice, you know, <laughs> your choice. What do you want to think about? You want to think about diamonds? You want to think about door crap? That's what you're going to get. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with John Terry. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. What if you could get the results of being coached without a human coach? What if a computer could coach you? Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io where you can get coached without scrutiny, judgment, or pressure. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're with John Terry, Mr. Black Belt. Now, no, that's, not, that's not the correct term. It is the Black Belt Leader. Let me get it right. And he's, we're talking about, well, not just Black Belt stuff, but we're talking about personal development and beliefs. I'm going to get to the next question. You are an outspoken advocate of personal growth and development for those who want to achieve their full potential. Why is the secret, quote unquote, to living a high performance, results focused life? Uh, why is this the secret to living a high performance, results focused life of significance? You know, I, I am a fan of personal growth and development because of my dad. My dad started me early on uh, learning to become an avid reader. And on my nightstand, I typically have eight, 10 books piled up as I'm reading through. And I've got my reading plan mapped out for the next several months ahead. But one of the things I learned early on and something I teach in my practice, uh, it's something that I learned uh, reading about Ray Kroc. And if you don't know the name Ray Kroc, Ray Kroc was really the brain trust behind the McDonald's brothers who had created this phenomenal fast food restaurant idea. And they were turning burgers left and right, making a ton of money in California, but they didn't know how to take that and franchise it and make mm -hmm. it bigger. Ray Kroc was a milkshake salesman, sold milkshake machines. Yeah. And he told the brothers, he said, if you'll let me take this idea and expand upon it, I'll make you millionaires. Well, he made them billionaires. He took McDonald's literally around the world. And as I travel anywhere in the world, I always know what I'm going to get when I go to a McDonald's. It may not be the healthiest food for me, but I know what I'm going to get. Now, what Ray Kroc said, really along the lines of your question, Tony, is he made a very powerful statement, and it was this. He said, as long as you're green, you're growing. But once you're ripe, you start to rot. Now, think about that in the area of personal growth and development. If you want to be the very best that you can be, the very best engineer, architect, law enforcement officer, school teacher, dancer, singer, whatever it is you want to do, you've got to continually, every day, be becoming a better version of yourself a little bit better than the day before. Because the day you stop growing and getting better, you start to rot. Think about the tomato on the vine. As long as that tomato is attached to the vine and it's getting nutrients, it continues to grow. But once it falls off the vine and it goes to the ground, that beautiful red tomato begins to turn gray and then it turns black and it's no good to anybody. So if you want to be the very best you can be, it's a lifetime journey of personal development. Because once you stop growing, once you stop becoming a better version of yourself, you become rotten. Nobody wants to work with a rotten employee. 
Nobody wants to be married to a rotten husband or wife. Nobody wants to be partnered up with a rotten employee or coworker. But every day, if we're not growing, learning, and becoming a better version of ourselves, we pulled ourselves away from that vine of personal development, and we're starting to rot. Absolutely. I, I totally believe that education is a lifelong process. It is All education is self-education, whether you go to an institution with a huge curriculum. It's, you learn what you need to learn to do what you want to do, and, and that should go on to the, to the last day. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know how it is to be retired. You know, I'm I'm 56 now. I'll I'll get to that bridge when I cross it. But as, until for, at least for now, I'm learning every day, and I strive to learn as much as I can. Absolutely. Well, you know, the word education comes from the Greek word eduka, which means to draw from within. So it goes back to what I said and what you were reading in my opening that I believe everybody is put on earth on purpose for a purpose and equipped to fulfill that purpose. Mm. But until you go within and you draw that out and then through personal growth and development, you hone those skills so that you can continually get better, you're never going to achieve your full potential. Right. If you didn't have the ability, you wouldn't have the idea or the, the notion to do it. That's right. Um, exactly. It, it would be, it would be far into you. Wouldn't, you wouldn't conceive of it. You would have, you, even if it's just, even if you have to get resources without or within, you know, you have enough to to start, you know, and then, and you have to get, gather resources. You have to put things together. You have to adjust. I make plans all the time. They almost always never manifest the way I, I intend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, matter of fact, it's, it's a fluke when they do, but that's just the starting point. That's the reference. I continue and I adjust, I learn more. I, you know, I change this. It's always constant adjustment, adjustment. You know, life is, life ain't easy, but it's doable. And if you show up, you know, it's not so bad. That's right. <laughs> well, you can either live life by default or you can grab life by the horns and say, I'm going to live life to my full potential. That requires that you have to grow. You mentioned Ray Kroc and I, I love Ray Kroc. He's another hero of mine. My father loved Ray Kroc. He, he wanted to open up a fran McDonald's franchise in the 70s, never did. He, 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 my father instilled in me the love of personal development. There's a great biopic on Netflix about Ray Kroc uh, yes. called The Founder. Check that mm -hmm. out if you haven't seen it. I have seen and, it. Yeah. And he didn't invent franchises. Franchises were around for a long time. But he, right. just, he showed how incredibly successful franchises. affected it. Yes. Took it to a whole new level. Fantastic stuff, man. I mean, and I tell you now that, you know, now that I'm, I was a personal development coach and now I'm, I'm the head of the company. So I'm more of an entrepreneur than a coach, even though I'm always coaching, you know, but I don't, I don't have one-on-one -on -one clients anymore. But I so I focus on being a business leader and an executive. So I'm always studying and learning that, and 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 so I got I have new heroes, right? And they are business <laughs> leaders like Ray sure. Kroc and yeah. like uh, like uh, Jeff Bezos. A lot of people don't like Jeff Bezos. I love Jeff Bezos. This guy I use his business every day. You know, I'm like thank God. I mean, I want if I'm using your business then then you, I like you intrinsically. I don't have any sort of political problem with people who do good for me. That's kind well, of yeah. ridiculous. When you identify what successful people are doing, then you have an opportunity to learn from their wisdom. You get an opportunity to learn from the mistakes they've made and how they overcame them. Now you don't have to repeat those and you get a jump start on your learning to become better and build on their success with your own. And now you get a chance to scale it. That's what Ray Kroc did. 
scaling it, man, you, that, that, that comes, a time, comes a time when that is critical. That's, That's going right. to make or break you. You got to exactly. get to that point. You can't go there before you get there. But once you get there, it's going to make or break you. Yes, sir. So let's, let me ask my next question. You're a huge proponent of, of learning to be an effective listener. You say that black belt leaders are master listeners. Why is effective listening so essential to being a successful leader? The biggest problem most people have is they don't listen to those around them. Mm. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And my mom told me this when I was young. And now that I'm 29 for the 31st time in my life, uh, because I refuse to get old. Uh, so I keep having my 29th birthday over and over. But my mom, who's now 81, continues to remind me, John, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should listen twice as much as you talk because I love to talk. But here's what I've learned. You only learn when you're listening. And if you learn to be an effective listener, you're going to hear from other people something that's going to give you an insight you didn't have an insight into who they are and how you can serve them. If you're learning from someone and you're being an effective listener, you're now hearing exactly what they're trying to tell you to make you a better version of yourself. The problem for most of us is we give people an opportunity to talk so we can take a breath and then we can think about what we want to say next and we don't really listen to the person across the table or that's standing in front of us and as a result of that, we miss what they're saying, and they may be telling us from a sales perspective exactly what we need to know to solve the problem so we can make the sale. If we're a coach or a trainer and we're listening, that client is telling us exactly what we need to do to help them get the outcome that they desire. So listening is so important because that's where we get insight into who that person is, their fears, their anxieties, their concerns their wins, their losses, what they've learned. There's so much we can learn from other people simply by leaning in and listening. So one of the skills I teach when I'm working with coaches and trainers is when someone is talking and you ask them a question, don't think about what you're going to ask next. Stay 100% focused on what they're saying and listen, not just to what they're saying, but watch their body because their body is also speaking to you. And learning to recognize not just the verbals, but the nonverbal communication tells you so much more about an individual. And you can identify when they're being truthful, when they're holding something back, and you can even identify when they're lying to you by learning to be a good listener. In fact, one of the gifts that I'll make available to our listeners today on my website, Be a Black Belt Leader, is I have a one-hour masterclass I teach on how to be an effective listener. Uh, it was done, a number of people from the uh, uh, Forbes Finance Council thought it was one of the best trainings that they ever went to on listening, and, and that I'll make available to your listeners as a free gift simply by going to beablackbeltleader.com and going to our training tab. And that free resource is something I'm happy to make available because I want people to learn how to listen because when we listen, we learn. And when we learn, we become a better version of ourselves. That's fantastic. I, I was delighted also to hear that you were a coach uh, uh, in the financial field. And I'm sure you must really need listening skills there. And people tell you, when, when, by the way, are you an NLP practitioner? 
I am studying NLP. I haven't finished my certification yet, okay. but I am studying NLP but and it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. And, and it's, as you said, most communication in person is not verbal. You know, right. you know, and you'll you'll hear it in tone. Okay, but not the words. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the body, the eyes, the face, all of it. But um, I know the first in, in my I created a virtual coaching program, revolutionary product, transform self help. The first course is a financial course. You 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 coach in the financial field. It's great, and 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 it was created uh, Benjamin Franklin's, which we we uh, adapted to the modern audience. All right. Benjamin Franklin, and in, in, in that, and it's the way to uh, the way to wealth, which he re, he wrote long ago. It's still in print, and that's you know I chose it for a number of reasons. He Franklin says that one of the most important things that a person must be able to do is take advice. <laughs> and the problem that that we that most people don't have is that we don't take it. You know, we'll take we'll hear advice. Well, if we even listen, we just don't take it. And, and you know, and there's a way to know if if you should have taken that advice. If later on you suffer, okay, in the in the area that the advice where advice was given, and, and you didn't take the advice, you should have taken that advice. And if you're open-minded enough, you'll learn and start taking more advice. <laughs> uh, but if you didn't suffer and you did well, then you made the right choice. You know, just because you're getting given advice doesn't mean you should take it. But the important thing is that we must be able to discern when we should take it or, or, and should not. And there's a lot of times we should take it when we don't. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And there's a lot of misinformation in the financial arena. Uh, and the sad thing is people don't know what they don't know. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's the story of, you know, the lady that cut the end of the ham off. And her husband asked her why. She mm. said, mom did it. And they asked mom. Mom said, grandma did it. They asked great grandma. She said, we cut the ham in half because the oven was too small to bake it all at once. And yet we continue these patterns of behavior right. in our lives. And they get passed down from generation to generation. And we never question those. And sometimes it's important to get out of our own way. Thinking we know it all. Or thinking because my family's done okay. Then there's not a better way to do it. Uh, my leadership post I put out on social media today talks about the fact that it says, okay, you found an answer. That's great. Now go find a better answer because <laughs> good leaders solve problems, but black belt leaders are continually looking for new and innovative ways to solve that problem a different and a better way. So do you want to just be a good leader and just solve a problem and be happy with the status quo? Or do you want to challenge the status quo? to take the opportunity to change things for the better. Beautiful. That's where advice can come in. Learning from people's wins and learning what they learn from their losses. Totally. Let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with John Terry. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Benjamin Franklin taught that leisure is the time for doing something useful and that this leisure, the diligent person, will obtain, but the lazy one, never. Visit www.perficio.io, that's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can transform your idea of leisure to make it actually add to your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, with John Terry, the Black Belt Leader. We're having a wonderful discussion uh, about what he does, about belief and finances and black belts 
uh, martial arts, how they, and we're, we're, it's, we're not all over the place. All this stuff is connected, <laughs> right? Isn't it? It's, it's, it's really wonderfully connected. And I'm going to get into my, my final question for him, but then we're going to get into his websites because I want to talk about his websites too. So, you know, and, and I don't usually do this format, but for him, I'm doing it because it merits it. We're going to get into, into his, his black belt, uh, be a black belt leader.com website and his United States martial arts, hall of fame.com uh, website. And I want to get into disc, you know, by the way, in my, the virtual coaching program that I created, we, we use meta programs, which is uh, lab profiles, you know, meta, by the way, for those listening, meta programs are basically uh, the filters and strategies that, that people have. We all have different strategies and filters and meta programs are described them. Uh, and we all have them and we're unconscious of them until we become conscious of them. Uh, and uh, they're, I find that they're very important, but I want to also incorporate down the road uh, DISC, which is what John is a master of, uh, other like Myers-Briggs, if it's pragmatic, via V-I-A, if it's pragmatic, if it's useful in getting uh, a user to uh, learn and apply. That's what I do. I help, I help people learn and apply what they're, what they're learning and then to apply it after they've learned it, which is the most important thing. You, you know, it's like John, John you know, is, a, is a martial arts practitioner and leader. You know, you've got to, you've got to continue. You know, and that, that doesn't mean he should go around beating people up. I'm sure that's the last thing on his mind, but he's ready to use his martial arts, right? I mean, a martial arts is, is a self-defense uh, philosophy and, and discipline, not an offensive one. That's, it's misused when it's offensive. Is that, you tell me, John, you know, you know much better than I. That's right. Yeah. You know, if you go back to the origins of the martial arts, you know, especially the Okinawan arts where karate actually founded, uh, interestingly enough, and most people don't know this because it wasn't brought over when the soldiers brought the martial arts back to the United States after World War II. The first year of training in traditional martial arts was all leadership and personal development. And until you demonstrated to the grandmaster that you were a person of value and you were a person of true character, they would not teach you the martial arts because they did not want the martial arts abused. It was a defensive art to protect yourself from danger, but it was not to be used as an offensive weapon of war. I have uh, my, my JKD teacher, uh, my Sifu, that's what they say. I, it's, they, most people know the term sensei, which is a Japanese mm -hmm. word for martial arts teacher. But if it's Chinese or Kung Fu, which is what JKD really is, we use the term Sifu. Um, and we're going to partner in a school uh, and open up a new school. And uh, one of the things that I want to have as the curriculum is the textbook of, uh, of Bruce Lee, the Tao of, of Jeet Kune Do, mm -hmm. which you get, in, you get into the philosophy, you get into you know, the, the morality of it and the, and the discipline and the meta of what's going on that's, that you know, it's not about just practicing kicks and, and punches and jumping around. What's, what's, what should be going on in your mind as a person who is disciplined and, and ethical? That is critically important. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I wrote the book. I wrote Black Belt Leadership 101 in 2020 uh, when I had the opportunity to take the reins of the United States Martial Arts Hall of Fame and lead that organization. I saw that as a gap in many of our school owners and instructors philosophy that they were teaching is they were teaching these kids to punch, to kick, to you know perform at a high level in competition. But if they're walking out the door and they haven't learned to lead themselves well, 
They haven't learned to make good choices. Have we really made a black belt? My answer is no. So I believe those important leadership qualities and characteristics have to be embedded just as the grandmasters that founded our arts did. That has to be a core essential of what we do, not only in martial arts, but in life. And so in that book, Black Belt Leadership, that would, in the back of that book, you'll find a study guide. So you can use it as a mastermind class. You can use it in a martial arts school. You can use it in your business. You can use it in your home to begin to learn how to apply those black belt principles to truly learn to lead yourself well and make those good choices. So you ultimately become a black belt leader in life in terms of how you live, how you see the world and how you value those around you. Let's talk about your next book, your latest book, Master the Art of Negotiation, just debuted as a number one new release on Amazon. Why do you believe negotiation is an underutilized skill set by most leaders? Negotiation is important because in the world of dialogue, in the world of working with people, there's always give and take. Mm. Nobody ever gets 100% of what they want unless they're a dictator. And nobody wants to be with a dictator. It's not a great place to be. But, you know, think about family relationships. You know, the kid wants to borrow the car and you say, I want you home at 10. Well, dad, I don't want to come home till 12. You meet in the middle, you let him come home at 11. That's negotiation. Being able to find how to get as much as you want while giving the other person a win. And if we go back and we look at the origins of negotiation, it goes back to the ancient samurai. Because we think of the ancient samurai as warriors, but they were also ambassadors that represented their shogun. And they would go as an emissary and they would negotiate on behalf of their shogun, their governor or their president, whatever we want to call it in common terms today, to create a win-win between one clan and another clan so they didn't have to go to war. Every day we're negotiating, whether mm. we're trying to buy a car, we're trying to buy furniture, we're interviewing for a job, we're you know bucking to get the promotion, uh, we're looking to start a business and get the best deal from a vendor. We negotiate all day long. And learning to master that trait allows us to get more of what we want without paying more in the process, but also allowing the other person to get what they want without paying more in the process. So it becomes a win-win-win. And that's why I believe mastering the art of negotiation is a skill set you need at the personal level, but also at the business level. Totally. We're always negotiating. You know, everything is a give and take. I mean, it's, it's very rare that there's going to be uh, a request uh, and people are going to be perfectly okay with it. You know, you, you know, sure. unless, unless there's, unless it's a uniform thing, you know, like, okay, that costs this, you know, at, at a right. thing, you know, other than that, it's negotiation. We, yeah. we I'm not going to negotiate on my groceries when I walk into the grocery store, cause it's a set price. Right. But if I walk in and I'm trying to buy a home, yeah, we're going to negotiate. Heck yeah. Right. And Absolutely. I, you know, it's like, I, I, I sold a Corvette last year. I'm like, okay, well, what's I can get, Oh, I can get $14,000 for it. No, I wind up selling it for so much less because because all the people, all the buyers was like, oh, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. So they negotiated and sure. they had a damn good reason. Yeah, right. it was in perfect condition. I could have got it for it. Right. Okay. But, but at the know. end of the day, you were happy to unload the car and you got paid a value for the car. They got what they wanted. That's so right. it became a win-win because there was that give and take. And that's what negotiation is. That's How right. do we do it better? That's what I talk about in the book. Yeah. Totally. And we, and I think what we must be able, must be, must have is be willing to communicate. 
That's right. You know, when people, uh, most people, it seems to me, they don't really, they're not crazy about communication. They rather keep their ideas or uh, reserved or, or quiet so that they can't be scrutinized. But we really have to put it forth so that people can say yay or nay and give us what, you know, the more you communicate, the more you can get what you want and the more you can let people know you know, what you think about That's what right. they're offering or telling yeah. you, but you've got to communicate. Yeah. Well, think yeah. about it. You get a hundred percent of what you never asked for. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you want to get something, you've got to ask for it. But if you don't ask for it, then you're automatically not going to get it a hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like the, uh, the old uh, adage that I think it was a, uh, one of a, a Hosky play, maybe Wayne Gretzky says that you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's right. It's Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to shift focus now and talk about, uh, we'll talk, we've talked, we've been talking about uh, be a belt, uh, be a black belt leader, but let's talk about the website. You got to be a black belt leader.com. And in response to a growing global leadership deficit, John launched black belt leadership to teach and train a new generation to learn, to lead themselves well discovering, developing, and deploying the black belt leader within. High-performance teams can only be developed by high-performance leaders who pursue life with black belt excellence. Let's talk about that website and being a black belt leader. Yeah, the purpose of the BeABlackBeltLeader.com is to really create a, a central repository to help individuals learn to do exactly what you just said, Tony, to discover their own unique black belt leader within and then find the tools there to develop that leadership skill within them, whether it's engineering, architecture, you know, you pick whatever your skill set is, and then how do you deploy that to make a difference? So inside the website, they're going to have an opportunity to subscribe for free. I had to put out a weekly leadership newsletter, what I'm seeing, what I'm learning, what I'm experiencing, what I'm hearing from other black belt leaders in the world that I interact with. And I'm sharing those insights once a week. I do a weekly podcast called Master Your Life, and they have an opportunity to subscribe to that free of charge. Uh, they can go to the training tab on the website, and there's a number of free resources that we make available. And then we have a number of courses that we offer, some free, some paid. And there are a number of free resources in our courses tab to help people learn to master their life in various areas. So again, that website was really designed to be a single source solution for people that want to learn to develop their own unique black belt leader and learn how to master their life in different areas. And uh, jumping off of that, you know, of course, martial arts has been a a major tenant of what we've been speaking about. John, you're the president, right, of the United States Martial Arts Hall of Fame? President and CEO, yes. And CEO. So go to, go to uh, if you're interested in martial arts, as I am, and I'm going to go to this website. This is one that I haven't been to yet. United States Martial Arts, uh, United States um, Martial, oh, United States Martial Art Hall of Fame.com. Yeah. And uh, and check it out if you're interested in, in martial arts. or, or And uh, that's one other thing that John does. Like he said, President and CEO. So I'm going to be checking that out. Uh, and that, you know, because I'm getting I'm getting more enthused about martial arts and be a black belt leader. You know, just from this conversation, and uh, you'll be hearing more from me. Mark my words, Mr. John Perfect. Terry, because I love what you're what you what you're what you're about and what you're offering. So we'll be talking more about that. But we're going to take the final uh, moment to hear from our our sponsor, and it'll be and we're coming up with the final segment where we're going to talk about the two other websites, uh, and that's the John Maxwell Group. Uh, with John Terry has a page on it and 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 we're going to talk about disc personality profiles 
so let's take a moment uh, to hear our final break from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perfizio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you, that knew and cared for you deeply, that whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually? Visit www.perfizio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io where you can start a program that will always suit you, considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, with John Terry, the Black Belt Leader. We've been talking about a number of wonderful things. And now I want to get into, first, let's get into the DISC personality profile. I already mentioned that I use meta programs and lab profiles in my virtual coaching program, Proficio. And I want to, and I'm very, when I first learned about disc profiles in the, in the 80s, it intrigued me. But, I'm, but as the creator of a, a, pro, a coaching program, I'm um, even more interested in, in, diff, in various personal, personality profiles, not the least of which is disc, which, which is, you know, as, as, as survive, the test of time, it says that shows how valid it is. Why don't you talk about uh, disc personality profiles a bit, John? Tony, thank you. I'd like to talk about DISC, and then there's a second assessment tool that we talk about, and I'll take just a minute to talk on both sure. of those. Uh, DISC has been around for a long time. Uh, it was really developed as a way to help people understand who they are and what they do. Uh, DISC has been well accepted. It's been validated. So it is a very unique program to help people understand whether they are very direct in the way that they live life. They're very independent in the way they live life. They're very stable or they're very compliant. And understanding the uniqueness of who you are lets you to some degree understand your skill set and what you're able to do and really how you live life. Uh, the second tool I utilize in addition to DISC is a company I just took the leadership of just three weeks ago, Tony. This is brand new for you and your audience. Uh, since 2007, I've been working with a company called Real Life Management, and they do something very similar to DISC, but they do it in a slightly different way. And uh, they utilize what I, I would call the fastest and most accurate of all of the personality tests that are out there. Uh, and it's called the three-minute difference. Uh, three-minute difference. Real, yeah. Reallifemanagement.com. And again, a free gift for your listeners today. They can go to reallifemanagement.com and they can take a three-minute survey and we will give them a complimentary report that tells them at a very high level how they live life. And so one of the things I'm doing with coaches and trainers and HR departments is we're utilizing the real life management methodology. While DISC is a really good system, there's some unique things about real life that make it unique and in some degrees better in terms of the reporting and the, uh, the usability of what they do with that. So I would encourage your folks to go visit reallifemanagement.com, take the three-minute survey, and they're going to discover how they live real life. And one of the things we use with real life is we help people understand how they can have a thinner waistline, a fatter wallet, better relationships, a more rewarding career, and more influence as a leader. And we discover that in three minutes or less. So this personality profiles brought you to real life? Uh, no, I actually was doing real life since 2007. And I had an opportunity to certify in DISC because I have some clients that use DISC in their business. Okay. And they wanted me to be their consultant with their business. So I got the certification to be able to support them there. 
Okay. Some of those clients I've actually moved over to using real life management because of the uniqueness of that tool. Some are still using DISC. They're both valid in terms of what they do. Uh, I like both of them in terms of the reporting that they give and the usability of what they bring to the table. But leading real life as its new president, uh, some of the things we're going to be doing with the real life management model for those looking for a unique identifier of who a person is and more specifically how that person changes their behaviors and the choices they make under stress and distress is one of the things that sets real life management apart. And it lets you identify how that you may be engaging in compulsive or destructive behaviors when life's not going your way that cause you to be detoured from the destiny that you want for yourself. And if you want to be a black belt leader, then you've got to be able to manage the stressors of life. So we use black belt leadership and we power it with the real life management brand to really bring about some unique things for the clients that we work with. I'm definitely going to be checking out that three minute difference profile. And you will absolutely enjoy it, Tony. And we can have a follow-up call on how we use that and how that might benefit your coaches as well. Thank you very much. So uh, let's talk about the, um, the final thing I want to talk about. We've covered, I think we've covered it all. We've covered a lot of great ground. It's been really interesting. Uh, let's talk about the uh, John Maxwell group. Yes, sir. Something that you're into. Tell us about that. I, I had an opportunity. One of, one of the first two books my dad bought me when I was a young 13-year-old was dad wanted me to start reading. He bought me Developing the Leader Within You, and he bought me Think and Grow Rich. And that got me started on my leadership journey. Fell in love with John's teachings. And I own almost every book John's ever written. There's one or two I don't have, but I'm in the process of acquiring those. And I've just become a big fan of John's. Uh, I was his, invited. His, his uh, company has 35,000 certified speakers and trainers. They're now up to 44,000 speakers 44. and trainers. Yeah, internationally. This guy knows what he's doing. And uh, so John's methodology is that John wants to change the world through creating values-focused, servant-based leaders that are going to change the world around him. And he has a very unique certification program that he takes coaches and trainers through. Uh, I was privileged to be invited to join that organization, had an opportunity to step in a role as an executive director working uh, to help work with their coaches and trainers and to add their content to what I'm doing. So when I go out and do Black Belt Leadership, training uh, in organizations, then I utilize my content, but where it fits and it's appropriate, why in the world would I not use the content from the world's foremost authority on leadership and add that to what I'm doing? So many times when I'm working with a client, whether it's a corporate client or an individual client, and they've got a need for something John teaches, why well, reinvent the wheel? I've added John's content to my own. I've got a license to teach the vast majority of what John does. And having John as a personal mentor in my life has been extremely valuable. And uh, it doesn't hurt that he is really a fan of my middle daughter, who's also a John, Man John Maxwell team coach. But when she sees John, she always brings him chocolate chip cookies. So my daughter, Jessie, has carte blanche anytime we're doing an event with John to get in close proximity because John wants his cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. John, this has been a fascinating discussion you are a very intriguing person you very accomplished i say that sincerely and keep you know i'm sure you'll keep your ego in check uh but uh, man you 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 really you, you we're we're, made, we're from the same tribe you know you know i i'm i believe that life is for living obviously so do you you know because you've really been living it and, and you're continuing 
Great stuff. Really, thank you for sharing everything that you do with our audience. Um, do you have um, some final remarks? I do. I, I'll, I'll leave your audience with one thing, and it goes back to about being a black belt leader. Every day, every single one of us, when we get out of bed, we are leading someone somewhere right now. The question that we have to ask is really twofold. How well are we leading ourselves? Which leads to the second question, how can you lead others well if you're not leading your life as a black belt leader? So one of the most important challenges I want to give your audience is if they do nothing else as a result of today's podcast that we had an opportunity to do, go to Amazon, buy a copy of Black Belt Leadership 101, and begin to learn the steps necessary to become a Black Belt leader in life. It'll change your life, and you become the example to change the lives of others for the better. Fantastic. I also, I understand you have a free gift for our, our audience or anyone. Absolutely. In yep. If they will go to beablackbeltleader.com, go to the training tab. There are four free one hour master classes I've done that I will make available to your entire audience. And they've got an opportunity to watch those. They can also subscribe to my free leadership newsletter that's published every week. And on the contact us page, they'll find all my social media links where they can follow me online. And they can also subscribe to my weekly podcast, Master Your Life. Fantastic. So every now and then uh, when I interview someone, I really find someone I resonate with uh, and that I have a lot in common with martial arts, personal development and, and this, you know, and personality profiles. John Terry is one of those guys. Great stuff, John. I really thank you very much for joining me. It's been a wonderful in interview. Uh, and do you, do you have any other contact information other than the website you just shared? Or do you want to share an email address or anything else? Yeah, the easiest way to find me is beablackbeltleader.com. Uh, okay. If they want to email me, it's john.terry, J-O-H-N dot Terry, T-E-R-R-Y at beablackbeltleader.com. But all my contact information is right there at beablackbeltleader.com. And then they can connect with social media. And we've got a number of ways to connect from there. Thank you very much, John. And would you like to say goodbye to our audience? Absolutely. Tony, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure to be on the podcast with you. And I want to say to all of your audience, thank you. Go be the very best version of yourself you can be. And don't just be a leader, be a black belt leader. Thank you very much. And remember all, every one of us is responsible for ourselves and we can all use some help. And if there's any way for you to subscribe, like, or share this, if you want to, please do. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time at the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.